Uh, looks like we got a a little bit of a tale of two uh, two people here. Yeah, we do have a tale. Uh, as we can tell, uh, on the on the left here, we got a or on my left is <laughs> someone who is going through immense pain and suffering. And on my end, at least <laughs> right now, I I could say I'm pretty happy. It's game uh, seven right now. It is game seven. They're currently playing right now. Zero zero at the end of the first period. Um, but welcome to uh, episode six of Pond Hockey Podcast uh, with my with my best friend Jimmy. What's up? <laughs> Don't mind he me is, vibing over here. He's doing it to try and deal with the pain. No, I'm yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, this has been an interesting, very very odd second round to say the least been interesting um what series do we want to start with um i start we can the start least painful and go to more painful yeah let's start with the least let's start well in our definition the least painful i think it's new jersey and carolina honestly because there's not really yeah. a lot to say about it um you i mean you kind of brought it home better when they said when we talked about it last episode where for some reason they said let's start vanacek for a game yeah, I still, why? I still don't get it. I still don't. I don't know why Lindy Ruff did that. I don't understand it. I mean, it's not like the cost. It cost them the series since they lost in five games. But at the same time, like yeah, they were not ready. It might have gotten it to go to six if they started. Um, if they started the hot goaltender like the entire time, if they started Schmied, but you know, it New Jersey was a young team. It happens. I mean, I think they'll be fine. Oh yeah, I don't think it's I don't think it's the end of the world. Like they actually did better than my expectation was of them. So you know, I think that they'll have their time. Um, Carolina is just a good team. We all they're know that. They're so good. We all know that they're they're probably other than Seattle, they're probably like the deepest team in terms of depth, like left in this thing. Like I don't think it's that I think much Vegas of a surprise. Is still really deep. Yeah, they are. They are. The biggest thing I think that's helped. And I think you can sort of see it. Florida, I think, is the only exception to this. Where you get, like, you have solid production from your forwards. Yeah. But you get, like, really good production from your defense. Oh, yeah. Both offensively and defensively. Yeah. And I think, I mean, from guys like Brett Burns to Jacob Slavin and more, like, they've just had so much just talent mixed with depth helping them through the postseason. Yeah. And I think Brent Burns is one of those guys who's, like, he can silently win like a Conn Smythe trophy if Carolina ends up getting it done. He's been that good. And it's kind of surprising to say, because like I'm I I'm in one of the sects where like a little while ago I thought Brent Burns was done with the yeah, no, like, like it was he bad. Was, he was looking last season, I think he got himself up like back towards it. Yeah. Yeah, he did. And I was like, okay, it looks like he's gonna be like a good leadership role. Yeah. No, he's probably been their best defenseman this this season. Yeah. And In terms of playoffs. offensive production, yeah, I agree with that. I think even defense, I'd say he's like top two. Yeah, Jacob Slavin is normally their, their top a guy. Stud. Yeah, Slavin Slavin's always their top guy. But just think- in terms of that series, like there's not really a whole lot to say. Carolina did what Carolina does best. They have a lot of depth scoring. They'll hit you. Um, they're a really fast team. They got saves when they needed it. Like it's not to say New Jersey still underperforming as well. Like if imagine yeah. he gets going, and I think he will. Like it, which like is they're scary. Still, they're still only halfway there, so like they oh, yeah. they have time. So 
If there's like, ever a time to turn it on, it's against Florida. <laughs> we'll get to that. We'll get to that towards yeah. the end. Because yeah. uh, that one we're going to stay on for a little bit. I have a few things. Yeah. You have a few things. But yeah, I have a I lot think this is kind of the simplest one because it kind of – I don't want to say it felt predictable because they were only different, like decided by a point. Yeah, think, like – at the end, Yeah. So it just felt weird, but it's also one of those things where it's like it feels – weird i don't know it uh, well i don't know if weird's the right word just with with carolina and new jersey even though they finished like with one point separation to me Big the difference. series to me this series was always carolina's to lose just yeah. because of like they have the experience they have more speed they have the guys who n- know what it takes so New Jersey, I think this one is just really going to be a growing experience. I think beating the Rangers is going to give them a big boost like throughout oh, yeah. their core's lifespan. Um, this is definitely not the end for New Jersey, though. I think they'll be oh, right no. back here next year. The guys like Hamilton, Nico Heischer, and Jack yeah. Hughes are going to be just yeah. fine. Yeah, I think they'll be fine. And mind you, this is also without uh, no Sveshnikov whatsoever. Yeah, like it, it's crazy. really surprising. I mean, Sveshnikov was a big part of their team throughout this season. And I I guess they didn't, well, don't need him. Like, sure, of course not. You mean to tell me Carolina is a better team without him versus with no, him? But, but that's what's scary. <laughs> yeah, they're still doing great. That just tells you how much depth scoring they have. They've oh, got yeah. guys that stepped up. Uh, I guess in terms of the next series, uh, honestly, let's I I'd say let's jump to Seattle because it's been a little more yeah. of the simpler series. Game yeah. seven is going on right now. Uh, they're three minutes in, and it's still zero zero. But uh, <laughs> I'm gonna be doing yeah. this. This is so bad. I remember the night you did this, or you, we were watching the Leafs game. I think it's the oh, one that came four one. If I remember, yeah, it was. It was as the Leafs were down four one, and I remember you kept giving me updates like, "Oh, it's four to two, and then "Oh, it's four to three. and then funny thing was like, we get off and it's still four three, and then immediately literally thirty it. seconds, thirty seconds after we end the show, it gets tied four to four, and I run back to my apartment to watch the overtime. And I remember I was watching games four, five. They were not playing great, but no, I they forget if they, no, they got they lost both those games. The Gruyere looked awful in both. Yeah, the team just looked and defensively they looked like a mess. Oh my god, I think Will Borgen played his worst game ever in game five. He was hard. Yeah, it was really he bad. Was horrid in game five, and um, I was sitting like, well, and he got one chance to respond. They're at home. They have they have the team to do it. Yeah, they do. They, they have to just step up. And uh, they gave probably their best playoff performance oh, by, all the year. By a lot, too. Because, like, I thought after game five, I'm like, okay, Seattle had a good run, you know. It, they exceeded expectations, and they come back in game six and just, like, smack the shit out of the stars. And I'm like, they okay. Actually walloped them. It was crazy. Yeah, Andy Gordon, Tolvin, that third line might be the best third line in hockey. I will stand by that. A Seattle. Tolvin and Bjorkstrand and Gord. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Seattle, in my opinion, I've been saying this for the while. For a while, they're the deepest team in these playoffs. Like they got guys who are scoring up and down the lineup, and it's tough to stop. Like you got Jake Ottinger, who looks like a completely different human being when he's winning versus when he's losing. Like his goals against average when he wins is like below a two in this series, and when he loses, it's damn near a four. Yeah, I was gonna say bad is what it is. Like it, I don't get it. 
I th- and the worst part was I genuinely watched all of them. I'd say only one would be on him, which was the very last one. Yeah. The first, I think the first one was like one, the defense just let just Yandy Gore just skate on in, take a shot in, yeah. and just do nothing about it. Oh, imagine letting a guy skate in and doing nothing about uh, Sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> later, sound of later, pain. L- later, Jimmy, later, later. Yeah. No, I get it. But no, that they had the, the third goal where. They just no one was on Tolvedan on the side. You could say Odger should yeah. have had it, but it was a good shot. And I mean, sometimes Ty a good one, shot just beats you. And then Ty Cardi's, which is like the only one I was like, oh, that was a little. Yeah, yeah, I like, agree. That's also a nasty shot from him. So. Yeah, like d- Seattle, like they have a good mix of like nasty, greasy goals where like you get in front of the guy and you bang in a rebound, and then they have ones where it's just like pick a corner. Like yeah, a lot of yeah. the time, Seattle just picks corners on you. It's like, it's insane. Whoever their whoever like their power play coach is, like who definitely He's helps great. people on their shots. Like, it also picking helps. corners. Like I said, remember with Carolina, I said defense having good defense offensively and defensively helps. What well, helps yeah. that Seattle's entire top six for defense all have a goal. Oh yeah, like it's it's even crazy. Carson Susie and Will Borgen. That's insane to me knowing that. I'm not surprised. We're yeah. also getting shelled in the second period right now. It's so we're getting outshot five nothing. All you gotta do is survive, man. Game seven. All you gotta do. Stand on your head, Grubauer, please. Uh yeah, all you gotta do is survive. Yeah. But overall, I think this has been a good series. I think it's probably been the most entertaining of the bunch. Oh, without question. It's the only one that went to seven. And yeah. For the most part, hasn't had any controversy. It really hasn't, to be honest with you. Like it's been like a certain other series. <laughs> a lot of series. Oh, a uh, two series actually. I was gonna say two of the four have had a lot of controversy in them. Like it's one way worse than the other. I will say that. Yeah, yeah. There, there yeah. were a couple where I'm like, okay, like. I mean, it, it really just goes to show that, like, the NFL, or, wow, and the NHL officials, um, they are bad. They are not out to get your team. They're just bad for everyone. And, like, they just don't do their job. They don't. Like, they make WWE officials look like they're competent human beings. So, and that Honestly. shit's scripted. So, you know, like, That's and I'm worst. a wrestling fan. And I, and I'm saying that as a wrestling fan, like, WWE officials are better than NHL ones, and they mm-hmm. it's scripted. Like guys, I, I, call something. I don't know. Do <laughs> something. Call something. Anything. Being an NHL official might be one of the most easy jobs on the planet because you literally get paid to stand there on skates and watch an NHL playoff game and do absolutely fucking nothing. Like it's the dream job. You don't have to do anything. It's it's fantastic. Like, and they're not. I mean, if I were making like the rules and making the protocol for the officials, like, I'm not sure how much I would change for the regular season. Um, it's not like you can just rip the entire rule book out like they do now. I would show like a couple discrepancies, change some rules, like especially if it applies to the regular season too, just to make it more consistent. Yeah. That's what I'd do. It, like it's just so frustrating because it's like 
they have all the rules in place and then they like it's a mix it's just a tale of two parts of that's why i call it a tale of two <laughs> we started that because it's like during the regular season they'll they'll call just about anything under the sun yeah. a lot of things get put under review and it's like the dumbest most minute things sometimes then the playoffs they don't call anything nope unless because... it's like egregious they just don't want to be the reason why teams lose, but because they're doing that, they're often the reason why teams lose. Like, just call it normally; it happens. If a team deserves point, a penalty, should we go to the series that uh, has been egregiously badly officiated? Yeah, yeah. Because like, you can't really talk about this without bringing this up. <laughs> which one? Game four? Or game five? <laughs> oh, for Edmonton and Vegas. Yeah, which one? Petrangelo or the literally other? the whole series, the, the entire series. Or... <laughs> Dude, there's one that sticks out to me because one? the Petrangelo two-hand Paul Bunyan on Leon Dreisidel. Did he even get a game or did he get one? He got one game. That's insane, man. Dude, you did Dreisidel play? Be... Yeah, he did. But I'll it be curious to see if the offseason if he has a smashed wrist or something as of right now we haven't heard about like dry settles wrist or anything like that the injury report will probably come out within the next 24 hours but um no like i under no circumstances should petrangelo have been playing the rest of the series because of that like that is a blatant ridiculous it's blatant intent to injure like you cannot tell me petrangelo didn't mean to take a two-handed paul bunyan slash only on Dreisaitl's wrist. And the, pro- the reason why he did it. I that, though. What's up? <laughs> you said he should have been suspended. I just don't expect it at this point because I I, I, I think back to the... I don't... To the um to the Stars Wild series, where Matt Dumba single-handedly almost yep. knocked out three players, and I don't even think got a single game. Nope. Like, like, dude, he's easily turned into one of his dirtiest players in the league. Didn't get a single, didn't get one game for it. And that blows my mind. Yeah. It's like, I, I get not wanting to take the players out of the lineup. But at the same time, Alex Petrangelo tried to take Leon Dreisaitl's hand off. It was as blatant as you could get. It, like, it was blatant. Like, and the other thing is, like, the NHL, like, they need to crack down on this shit at the end of games because what teams do nice. at the end of games is when they're losing, they take a pound of flesh with them. It happened in this series. It happened in the Leafs-Panthers series where the Leafs yep. were winning the game and Kachuk was nice. punching or... people in the face and oh, Sam Bennett... Yeah. Was punching oh, Jake McCabe on the fucking ground. Like, it's the same thing. Oh, yeah. That. <laughs> like, it's the same fucking thing. Like, you can't be doing this. Like, it's a, it's a sub-professional league that lets that happen. Like, you can't allow a two-handed slash on the second best player in the NHL, the best player of these playoffs. Like, you can't do it. Like, it's so fucking mm-hmm. annoying to see the best players getting targeted for no reason, and like, oh, it's a smack on the wrist for a one-game suspension, and then yeah, Darnell no. Nurse gets a fucking suspension a for suspension. instigating a fight. Yeah, I wonder was, why he instigated laughable. the fight. Was that the same game? It was the same game. Same game. It was the same sequence. I wonder why Darnell Nurse wanted to fight oh. someone. 
it's almost like his teammate his his teammate's wrist got obliterated gee i wonder if they would have given Connor mcdavid a suspension because he got punched he went and punched a few people i remember fuck no they're not <laughs> yeah i know they're, they're, they're not suspending a star player like they're not spending a star player like they if have a couple year, of they guys would have probably swallowed the whistle on Darnell yeah. Nurse because he was the best defenseman until this year because yeah. oh look at Evan Bouchard. Uh but it, Evan it's Bouchard, just, I do agree with that. Evan Bouchard was a freaking beast, man. Like that that playoff performance was that was one for the ages, man. And that kind of came out of nowhere. I wasn't expecting it out of him. He was only he like was... a half a point again player as well. Like it's just one of those things where it's like you have guys who just get you just have something click when the lights come on. Yeah. Like, that's going to be pretty valuable going forward because the Oilers need that sort of thing to be successful. Um, they need better depth is what they need. Because the Oilers are in a very similar situation to the Leafs right now where they're kind of at a, at a crossroads. I wouldn't um, say that. The only thing that's helping yeah. them right now is last year they got to the conference final. Yeah, but they didn't win a game in the conference depth. finals. Did they get swept? Yeah, they got swept by Colorado. So the mm-hmm. honestly, you're out. You're at about the same level you were last year. Like you're at the same point. True. I'm seeing online that people are like, "Oh, McDavid and Drysaddle don't have it in the playoffs. Like they need to change something." I'm like, "Okay, that's not true. You cannot get rid of McDavid or Drysaddle. Drysaddle has the best contract in the NHL. If you trade Leon Drysaddle, like that is so many levels of stupid." That there are not Andrei words. Your franchise. There are no words for the level of stupid trading Leon Dreisaitl would be. There's no benefit. Because Leon Dreisaitl on like any other franchise would probably be Their first or player. second in terms of like greatest of all time. He's that good. Like it's almost Leon... like um, who who was Messier? Who did Messi didn't Messier play with like, Gretzky or am I thinking of someone else? Messier played with Gretzky, yeah. Yeah, he was, was like on that Oilers team. team. He was on the Oilers it's team. Almost like something like that. It's yeah. ironic because they're also on the Oilers. But yeah, that, well, that's why they're, they're like Drysaddle McDavid. McDavid might scratch some records. Drysaddle probably won't just because of how good the franchise leaders are in points. Like to give you an idea, Matthews had like the longest uh, point streak in Leafs history with like eleven games or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, if he had that on Edmonton, it wouldn't even crack like top fifteen. Not even close. Because of Gretzky and uh, Messier and Paul Coffey, like Yari Curry, like, wouldn't that's, even touch that's, it. That's insane. Oh One, it God. tells you how good the Oilers franchise history is. Two, it tells you how fucking pathetic the Leafs franchise history is. Yeah, no, it's just, the worst part is, I, like, you, if you whine about it as an Edmonton fan, no, <laughs> you can't. Like, I think I don't think Edmonton has like room to whine about like losing the series. They definitely have room to complain about just the supplemental discipline afterwards because like you could definitely whine about the officiating because it almost got a star play. You probably won the best plays in the league hurt on your team. That's fair. That's yeah, 100% fair. It is. It is. You whine and say you, it lost you the series. No, don't. I don't think it lost them the series, but it definitely, like, they they do have ground to stand on. Like, hey, what the fuck? Like, you can't you can't be slashing our star guy after the whistle. Like, that. that's, that's such a bullshit move to do. Like, it, it should have been more than one game. Like, you mean to oh, tell yeah. me 
like just again going back to it like we had a three game suspension in the playoffs like michael bunting was who wasn't a repeat offender by the way Mm get suspended three games and he should have been suspended three games however if we're going off of intent to injure someone bunting had intent to injure got three games petrangelo had intent to injure got one like if there's intent to injure a player, it should be minimum three games. Yeah, like, in my opinion. Think, yeah, like think like the Avs, the Avs series, like the Avs yeah. Seattle series. Jordan Everly should have got a bunch of games. Who oh was, yeah, who was that freaking Kale McCarr should have got more than one. Yeah, like, on Jordan Everly broke someone's back for fuck's sake. No, yeah, broke their Cogliano neck. Might, yeah, Cogliano might never play hockey. He's probably never going to play again. He's 35 years old. Like, there's no way. I feel awful about that. So Everly <laughs> does have some ground to stand on, though, because, like, I don't think Everly's hit was intent to injure. That was just at a bad spot at a bad time. Should he still have been suspended? Absolutely. Yes. But him, I don't think he had as much malice behind, like, a Petrangelo hit or a Bunting mm-hmm. hit where they, like, intentionally reached up to get their head or, or they intentionally it, took a like, smack yeah like stuff like that it's like it but yeah no this series just they just got they let that series get away from them because i yeah lost the first like three like the first four games they were easily in it and oh yeah then, they were i don't know what happened game five and six they just looked and i get dry side on my playing injured mcdavid you said was playing injured the whole time which yeah. it showed at times but like <clears throat> You know who I think they might be looking at potentially. Yeah. I don't think they're going to trade him, but let's just say if the doors open, they might look at offers. Nuge, he put you up know, probably the biggest playoff dud of his life. Yeah, you know, I'd probably get behind it if you get an offer. Like, because here's the thing: it's with star players, like there is rarely going to be a trade that you're going to win. But at the same time, there's a lot of value in cap space, especially for teams like that this year. Yeah, it's going to be just trading. The biggest free agent is Michael Bunting, ironically. Holy shit. I think he's the biggest free agent. I, I'm dead serious about that. Frank Saravalli has him at like his biggest free agent for this offseason. Yeah, that's... So it's going to be teams making trades. And you know what? To, for some teams, that might be a benefit because like you can do a lot of damage in trades. You can. You just got to <laughs> hit on them. But you can do some damage. foreshadowing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, between that and then this goaltending situation for them is going to be very, very, very problematic. Because uh, Skinner I was think, bad. I think if the Oilers playoffs. started Jack Campbell last night, we'd be sitting here talking about something completely different. I think they'd be going seven. Yeah. Let's see, because Campbell was. He guy. Game time in games five and six. He got game time in games five and six and wasn't scored on either. Yeah, but I think that's the worst part. It's only because they got pulled. Who even is the coach for Edmonton? I don't even know. Jay Woodcroft. He's not a bad coach, though. He's not okay. like I like it. Well, let's say name has never rung a bell yeah. to me. So well, coaches have this really bad habit of just going like, hey. I don't know which goalie to start because they're voodoo. I'm going to play the one who I've been riding with the whole time, or I'm going to play the one that's hot. Always play the goalie that's doing better. Always play the goalie that's doing better. It's not fucking it. rocket science. We learned it last year with uh, Rod Brindamore. 
Yeah. With Carolina. So, yeah. Like, I think teams should learn. That's ironically what Carolina's, or not Carolina. Uh, actually, yeah, Carolina, they're playing. Yeah. They were playing Rancy. He wasn't doing great. Or did he get hurt? I forget. Uh, he got hurt. Well, that's not shocking. And they had uh, to start Kunchekov, who wasn't bad, but he wasn't great. He was also a rookie. So they tried so. Freddie, and that's worked. Oh, ironically. yeah. Oh, my God, Freddie. Ironically. <laughs> shades, <laughs> shades of shades of 2018 going back in Jimmy's head. Or 19, which whichever. <laughs> How about, oh, you know, 2013, 2017, 2018, 2019, 2020, play no, like, he didn't. He might as well have because it was a similar performance. But, <laughs> but I guess, me, I guess. Enough with the pain. I guess let's get it. Let's get into the series because I feel like we got an decent bit to talk about here. <laughs> yeah, because it's uh, a lot. I'll, you know, I'm gonna let. I've been talking a decent bit. I'm gonna let you take. The, I'm gonna let you take the spotlight. I mean, like I, I don't know how much there really is to say about it. I mean, the Leafs lost in Game Five in overtime because you know they love to fucking torture their fans. Because like baby. Okay. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> Fuck Radko Gudis, number one. I hate his I hate him so much. Dude. That was it, so wild. <laughs> I saw that. Dude, a blind guy could have fucking told you that he held um yarn croak stick during the overtime winner, but it doesn't matter. Like you can cry about that all you want. And I was pissed at the beginning of it, but Every time I get mad at a call, there's this one thought that goes like into my head. And I say it out loud a lot of the time when I'm talking to someone about this series. Next time, don't take the piss and go down three nothing in the series. It doesn't fucking matter. Every complaint people have about officiating in game five doesn't fucking matter. They went down three nothing in the series. Doesn't fucking matter. Like literally, it doesn't matter. Yeah. You put yourself in that position, like it doesn't fucking matter what happens. Like you know, it, yeah, if I think you they win out too long, yeah. I mean, Joseph Wall wasn't even bad. He was good. He was really good. Like it wouldn't surprise me if Joseph Wall was their starter next season or one A one B with Samsonov. Only, I think he's the only goalie on here technically payroll next. He's year. the only one under contract. If I'm whoever the hell rfa whoever the hell management's gonna be after today's like goddamn press conference talks yeah and the issue is um if i remember correctly both nylander and marner or is it matthews it's it's nylander and one of the two i think it's marner have no trade clauses go into effect all of them have no July trade 1st. clauses. All of them have no trade clauses. All four of them. Not yet, though. Two of them haven't had them yet. Matthews has a no trade clause that kicks it in July first. Nylander yes, has a no trade clause. Nylander's kick that kick on in July first. July first. Marner has a in general no move clause, and yeah. Tavares has an in general no move clause. So they can't. They technically can move Matthews and Nylander, but they'd have to do it like this year, but like now. They'd have to do it now. You have what and May, June. You have two months. Two months. A little less a than month two months. And a half. Month and a half. Something like yep. that. And the issue for me is, it's going to be just a wild off season because whatever they're going to do, <laughs> they're going to do it like within the first like six weeks. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be rapid fire. 
It's gonna be. It, it's gonna probably suck. know the roster by July. I'm dead serious. Yeah, you honestly, yeah. I mean, and honestly, I wanted, I wanted to pull this up. Uh, I'm pulling up cap friendly for the Leafs. Yeah. Oh, the it's probably thing? shitty. It's sh- it's shitty. Uh, in which way? In the way that they have no fucking money. Well, it's a lot the fact that they also have a lot of people walking this year. Yeah, they, like Wayne Simmons is walking, Bunting's walking. They only have seven forwards for next year. And four of them are the main four. Oh, the only other shit. forwards, The only other forwards after this year who are still on the payroll is Nyes, Lafferty, and Yarncrook. Okay, so, so put that in have, perspective. You have O'Reilly, Achari, Bunting, Simmons, Aston Reese, and Kerfoot are all going. Yeah, because Ryan O'Reilly's press conference today was less than encouraging that he's going to stay. So, well, really? shit. Oh, no. Yep. The only good thing is the defense is mainly going to be unfazed. The only people who are are UFAs is Hall, who should who won't be back. Uh, I was going to say, I have one question. Is that goddamn Justin Hall guy off of my team? Actually, let me ask. I'm going to play this game quickly. I'm going to list the names, and I want you to tell me if you think they'll be back or not. Okay. Let's start with the goalies. Yep. Uh, Joseph Wall. Staying. Elias Sonov. Staying. Matt Murray. Bought out. He's another year, by the way. Bought out. (laughs) Roby Island. Yeah, gone. Get the Joffrey Lupul treatment. Yeah, yeah, I think he's gone. Yikes. Uh, all right, now let's go to the defense. Eric Gustafson. Gone. Connor Timmins. Staying. Think he'll be on the roster and with the Marlies? Uh, either or. I think he'll crack the roster at some point. Justin Hall. To the fucking moon. Gone. <laughs> gone. Future future Canuck. <laughs> I don't care who he's with, as long as it's not my team. I don't care. Future Canuck paired with Travis Dermott, baby. Oh <laughs> my god. God bless them. They're fucked if they do that. That would be so funny. Uh Mark Giordano. Staying. Uh Luke Shen. Staying, hopefully. Timothy Lilligren. Staying. TJ Brody. Staying. This one I'm very curious about. Jake McCabe. I want him to stay. Like, I know he had a bad series against Florida, but like other than that, like he was pretty solid when they got him. So I, I as of right now, I'd I say staying. For me, I think Samsonov leaves. I also think I think they make might keep Gustafson. Yeah, I think but Gustafson can go either way. I think Samsonov will stay at the right price. I think they shot McCabe. I mean, we'll we'll see. I mean, it, it depends on how much money they have when it's all said and done. Um, I'd like to see McCabe stay. You, you need that physical presence, you know. Oh, it's one, no! one nothing. One nothing. No. Seattle. One nothing Dallas. No. One nothing Dallas. Freaking Rupe hens. Nah, damn it. And then obviously Morgan Riley with an eight-year deal. He's Morgan. Morgan Riley stays. <laughs> After the series, best one for life. Best one of the core by far throughout these playoffs. It has to. 
now we're gonna get to the interesting part the forwards baby fuck but I think they do. Sh- I'm, I'm just gonna say this quickly. I think they shit, shot McCabe. I yeah. It's just that was just a. I get the. It's not one. It's one of those deals where the idea is right. He was yeah. bad. He was awful in this setting. He was bad in the Florida series, the Tampa series. He was solid. Like I said, like it, he doesn't make that much money. I I'd keep him honestly. Maybe. I would. I guess because they also have three years. I think they'll probably yeah. keep him. I think they keep him. Now be uh, Zach Aston Reese. Uh, gone i'm going with if he's at the right price like league min stays if not he's gone even especially he was decent in the playoffs i think he's gone yeah yeah wayne simmons retired gone retired matthew knives staying sam lafferty staying yeah they both got deals so i'm gonna say that yeah uh noel achari gone i want him to stay i really he's do gone. I, I want him to stay. Actually, I, really I think do. he stays. I think he stays. If they get, if they can get him to stay, I I love that. I think they keep him a little bit. Yeah, I hope so. Uh, David Camp. I I'm want him to gone. stay, but gone. Yeah, he's gonna get too much. I think yeah. someone's gonna overpay him. Yeah. These are the interesting. What Michael Bunting? Gone. For sure. Yeah, gone. No question. Gone. Someone's gonna overpay him. Yep. <laughs> you think Columbus drinks the stupid juice? He's gonna make he's gonna make like five point five million dollars over five years. I think it seemed like Anaheim drinks the stupid juice and pays him like yeah. seven million. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's gone. Yeah. Okay. I'll give you that. Uh Ryan O'Reilly. Gone. No question. Really? Yeah, like his press conference today, he he, he wants to test. He or? wants to test free agency. Oh. That's basically what he said. Yeah, he's gone. I'm gonna be. I want him to resign, optimistic. but I think he's gonna stay. I'm gonna I hope stay on so. The I think he stays. I hope so. Uh, Cal Yarncroak, staying. He's got a deal. Your best buddy, Alex Perfect. Staying. I think you're gonna keep him, and I think staying. that's a mistake. I think, I think he's gonna make like a million dollars. Saying now, let's get to the main four. John Tavares staying. You can't move that contract. You can't. And I also think you can't move him after the Tampa series. I just don't I believe think, it. I think he stays, but he loses the captaincy. I agree. Uh, Nylander. Contract's the easiest to move, but he's the best overall in terms of in terms of showing up in the playoffs. I think it's a mistake to move him. I'm gonna say a hot take I th- here. I think he stays. I think he's gone. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me either way. His contract's the easiest to move, but I it, it's stupid to move him. His deal is the best of the four. Mm-hmm. And he showed up in both series. Like, did, That's the if they, I think he's the only one you might get. Eh. If they move Nylander, I'm going to be legitimately pissed. I'm going to be legitimately angry because he's the best one of the fucking four. Yeah. Like, contracts like that, you don't move. Like, it's pretty much like trading Nikita Kucherov when he had that, like, amazing contract. Like, you don't do that. 
But yeah, I also it wouldn't surprise me where they don't where if they do trade them, they're not going to get anything that's going to help. Like they're going to lose the trade. Yeah, probably without a doubt. Now the main two, Mitch Marner. Uh, you know, I love Mitch. I really do. I've loved him since he got here. I think he's gone. Jeez. I think I think they end up moving him because it, I think you can get the most for him. It's one of those deals that you can probably move just because of how good he's been the last couple of years. Um, my issue with this is like, I don't see a scenario where trading like even two of the big four, like gets you a win. I don't think you win either of the trades. And I think one of the two wins the cup next year. If they get moved, I see a world where trading Marner could help them. Yeah. I like, I do too. I was looking at um before he signed that big contract, there was a team that was looking at him and they were gonna pay him like fifteen. Columbus. Million. Yeah. They're gonna pay him fourteen million a season. <laughs> if you can trade him to Columbus for one of their like good prospects that they got, and they have a lot. They have a lot. And they're gonna get more. If I like if you can trade Marner for like a Kent Johnson, maybe a Eurocheck, might it's not a bad move. I could agree. With that. I could definitely agree with that. Yeah. I I think he stays. I'm gonna, like I yeah, I, I just don't know. They have a lot, they have a lot of challenges this offseason. Like, they just can't I know damn well they're not gonna run it back. So I'm gonna get the last person. Because you can't you can you physically can after this season. I don't feel like you can for this for the sanity of Leafs fans. I don't. You mean like mine that I have none left? Yours, Steve's, everybody's. Oh no, you have everybody. You have the okay. I'm gonna go off on a couple of Leafs fans right now because my whole problem is the they're the same people that complain that like why aren't we getting any progress or anything like that and then when they lose in five games in the second round to a team they very should have beat they're like oh run it back we got this next year no they fucking don't they don't no. like it's and i'm glad that like i was watching the sdpn podcast like the entire yeah. i watched a whole two hour thing yeah and all three of them i think collectively kind of realized like and like it's it's one of those things like i remember seeing it like adam like was saying, oh, like you can run it back with this core. Like I believe in them. And then when they talked about it more, there's this realization that you can't do it. Yeah, you're driving yourself into insanity at that like, point. Like you can't do it. Like they've been around for like five years now, five, six years now. You can't run it back. Year. You can't run it back. It's been seven years. Yeah. Something about so- this core is not working. And that's where it's going to get interesting, I think. Yeah. And the, th- the, the other person? thing, the other thing is before we get to Austin, yeah, yeah, yeah. the other thing is the thing that makes me a little bit angry about this core is they tied themselves down with the signing of John Tavares. They made their contending window so tight that like you strapped yourself with money and can't go out to get people to retool. 
you could have easily gotten a number two centerman in like say a Johnny Gaudreau or something like that if you just waited I get the name appeal with John Tavares I get that he's a hometown guy but you have these two guys in Matthews and Marner making this much money that's why I'm saying Marner is the one who ends up getting moved because centers are much more valuable than wingers so if you can get like a couple of really good prospects who are like maybe role players might be stars even it's more beneficial to you. Like, and I'll just cut to the Matthews one right now, whether staying or going, if I'm the Leafs, I do everything in my power to keep him, even though he scored zero goals in the second round series. Like you built the whole team around him. He wants to stay in terms of keeping the team competitive. So you don't have to do a full rebuild. You keep the centers. You keep the centers, keep the strength down the middle, like down the middle is the most important thing to any hockey team. So I keep Austin. You hope the second round, the hope the second round slump is a one-off, and you use the savings with a Marner trade possibly to retool a wing. Like I think Matthews would be a really, really good player if you could get someone like a Tom Wilson type player on his wing to create space for him. I think that's what most of the problem was when the first line gets shut down. It's just Marner has this tendency. He doesn't like he makes space with skill. But the problem is if you get a guy who can keep up with him, Matthews gets no space. You need a physical presence guy with some speed to get around, to take up a lot of attention, whether it's pissing off the opponent or just genuinely making good moves. That's why Ovechkin scores the amount of goals he does because Mm -hmm. Wilson or Backstrom have a physical and skilled enough presence to take up like two guys and your goal score is wide open. They need that type of player. It's not like they're lacking skill. I actually think they have too much of a good thing. I think they have too many skill players and just the physicality. Like that, that's what made Florida eat them alive. Just the physicality of Florida ate that just ate them for lunch. Yes. And I like that you brought up the physicality. Cause it's like, at some point, I think I, I, at least least fans who, who work in commentary, I think all collectively realized it's like, after a while, it's like, can you really keep whining about like the goalie and the not whining, but like saying that we? I think you know what I mean. Like, you're just getting you can beat say up. whining, it doesn't hurt my feelings because they have been like, because oh, we get beat up by Boston, we get beat up by Florida, we get beat up by the, the Habs or the Lightning, yeah, or, or Boston. <laughs> yeah, it's like, look, look at all of their opponents they've lost to in this slump of time like from 2013 to now like the last 10 years the look only at the teams they they've played passes the caps nah the caps the caps like slaughtered them on the physicality and yeah, but that was like a first year thing so i'm not really but still like they still they still roughed them up a ton like it still yeah. fits like i guess it boston is true, yeah. boston killed them on the physical end wore them down from game one to game seven and beat them Caps wore them down physicality. Like, sure, they had a bunch of rookies, but wore them down a bunch. Lost. Boston wore them down two seasons in a row. Lost in seven. Montreal wore them down throughout the comeback through the physical play. Made them lose. Tampa wore them down last year. Made them lose. Florida wore them down. Made them lose. Like, it's a very similar play style. Like, the play style of their opponents... Florida was probably very smart 
watched the film from the Tampa series last year and like, okay, what makes these guys fold? Physical play makes them fold. They didn't care if they had to take out Matthew Nyes with a uh, rock bottom. Like they didn't care. It's physical play. Like they didn't do anything about it. Like the Matthew Kachuk type players like ate them alive. Like they did Sam Bennett, Matthew Kachuk, Sam Reinhardt ate them alive. I guess because they wanted it more. Because I'm going to say, I think they trade Matthews and I have two reasons for this. One is one less year, meaning they have one year left of him. Yeah. And he's going to want more money. Yeah. And I think this playoff alone, he burned millions. I think with with what this season holds, if you can manage a Marner trade, that frees up like $11 million, right? 10.6, 11-ish million, right? Mm-hmm. Say Matthews gets like a $12.5 million contract, so like a $1 million raise for eight years. You still have $9 million to work with. And they're not going to re-sign John Tavares at $11 million. So if they re-sign That's John true. Tavares after this contract, say he makes like five, you have fourteen. You have fourteen million dollars. Yeah. So that's like a possibility. This situation, they're one trade away. Like, sure, they might not be as good, but they're one trade away from making like significant progress in retooling this team. Because I don't think they need. Like, I've seen a lot of people saying they need to blow it up. Like blow it up is like super subjective. You trade one of the big, you trade one of the big contracts. I think Marner's is the most appealing mm-hmm. because I think on the right team, he could be the guy and make everyone else on the team better. Cause on this team, he's not the guy. No. Um, but like, I think they're a Marner trade away from freeing up a ton of money to bring in like a bunch of grit, a bunch of top end guys for the first line, whether it's through free agency or drafting. I think they're one trade away from potentially rewriting the entire ship. I think they are like, I don't think this is a full surgery type thing where you need to get rid of every single piece of like the big four. Like, I don't think it's something like that. It's not yet. I'd say maybe one or two more years down the line. If they don't, yeah, they have to do something. And I think they know this. I think you trade Marner, wait two years for Tavares's deal to end. If you want to bring back Johnny, cool. If you don't, also cool. He's not going to make $11 million again. There's no way. No. And I think that's where the big thing's going to come in, is that, like, I mean, we talked about it enough. Like, they're going to choose one or the other. They could yeah. trade Nylander. They're not going to trade Tavares. It's one or the yeah. other. I don't think they're trading Nylander. I don't think they are. They can't. I think they're going to lose that if they do. Yeah. I think the only trade they can possibly win is a Marner trade with Columbus and try to get some of their good prospects they have, especially on the defensive side of the puck. Um, Columbus has so many good defensive prospects to where like you can solve your defensive problems in a Marner trade with Columbus. Yeah. I and if you can that. get them to throw Kent Johnson in that trade too, pair him with Matthew nice. You just made significant progress. If you do that. Like, yeah, I don't I think that's necessarily a loss for Toronto. I don't. It sucks for Marner. Like, I, I get he grew up as a fan of this team. But I think of the four, Marner's the one to go. I could see that. 
because Matthews is such an integral part of this team. I just can't see him moving. Like I know I said on the last episode that like you you look into moving him, and I think they listen to offers just to gauge on what they have. But I Matthews, think it's gonna depend on this. Wait, you could go ahead, maybe. Matthews today in his press conference openly said that he wants to get a deal done like by the end of the month. So I think you ink Matthews to a contract. I'm hoping it's 12.5 to 13 range. And you ship off the Marner deal and save 10 million and save around 7 million on the books. Cause you can get two really good wingers for $7 million. You can. You could. Especially with the cap going up next season, you can get it. It's definitely going to be interesting, especially with, like, free agency not too far around the corner. Yeah. And, like, there there are a bunch of good, like, free agents. Also, if you deal Marner, you can slide O'Reilly in. Like, you can can sign Ryan O'Reilly if you get rid of Marner. Yeah. That's like it's true. not I, I think a lot of people are galaxy braining this. I think it comes down to I in my opinion, and I love Mitch Marner. This is not me saying I hate Mitch Marner and that I think no, he's I a bad it. player. I love him. Like it I've been a big fan of him ever since he got drafted, since his first goal against Boston. Like I love the guy. He's been great, but when push comes to shove, this is this is a business. Like it sucks. Hockey is one of those sports where, like, players it's get sports, traded. Sports is business. Yeah. Wayne Gretzky got traded. Anyone can get traded. So, <clears> I think <throat> you free up the 10 mil, prepare for the Matthews contract to kick in, and wait for Tavares' 11 million to get closed. I think that's what the plan is. Hmm. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. Uh, I guess uh, to wrap up, Depending on what happens, round three is going to be weird. Round three, I'm looking at it like you know, I'm kind, I'm happy, but not for the Eastern Conference because I think it'll be good yeah. for growing the game. However, I think the NHL's biggest weakness is the ESPN coverage. If you can't get ESPN, mm. if you can't get ESPN. To move a ESPN. If you couldn't get ESPN to move a meaningless baseball game for an elimination hockey game with the best player in the fucking world on it, like uh, it's just annoying, man. Like if I'm the NHL, I move all of the internet or I move all the national games to TNT, all of them. Even if you just went two ways with TNT and TBS. TNT is just better. It is. Yeah. ESPN's coverage is just, it's lacking in Awful. everything. It's lacking Trash. in everything. Yeah. There's one guy I would poach from ESPN. Fuck Steve Levy. Yeah, I agree. There's one guy I would poach from ESPN and put him on the uh, TNT panel. I put PK Subban. Oh, right. I keep forgetting you were to ESPN. Yeah. I, I would poach PK Subban from uh, ESPN and move him to TNT with uh, Bissonette. I think he'd be perfect for a partner with Bissonette. I like Subban. He's yeah. the one reason I can actually stomach listening to it. Yeah, because the NHL is trying the like uh, NBA on TNT, like that panel with uh, with Shaq and Charles Barkley. It's I think amazing. Like, 
I think it's perfect. I think Paul Bissonnette and P.K. Subban would be perfect. Like when I was like, and they do it with college games as well. Shacking Charles Barkley, dude, college games as well, and they're yeah. incredible. Yeah, there's someone else. I want to see. I was going to say Reggie Miller. It's not Reggie Miller. It's someone else. No, it's not Reggie Miller. I I, I can't remember. Damn, it's I a forget. third guy. Yeah, I've kind of uh, tuned out basketball a little bit. I've had a bad couple of days. You're oh, happy right now. You're happy so much, right now. I was going to talk I'm so not... much trash. Oh, I know. I know. Not you, but another friend of mine who's a Sixers fan. Yeah, I know. Fucking <laughs> dude, I'm a fan of the Leafs and the Sixers, and like, what the fuck? It's okay. I'm a Felix fan, so I understand pain. <laughs> it. Oh my god. And then We're Arsenal. Nothing, by the way. <laughs> Arsenal, who I'm a fan of, bottles the Premier League to fucking Brighton. Could be worse. I had a I'm bad a seventy-two United hours. Fan. You guys have won fan. a trophy at least. Like, yeah, I also I don't have clinical hear. depression watching them. Like I, I can't really say I'm like super attached to Arsenal. I've been watching the Premier League for one year, so I'm like I'm I trying to gauge. Four. Yeah, I'm trying to gauge like because like I do like Arsenal. I like uh, Boyako Saka a lot, so like that's Saka why I'm like that's why I'm like uh, a, a fan of them. Like. <laughs> I don't know. For me, it was between like when I was first watching it because it was after the World Cup. It was between um, Boyako Saka and uh, Erling Holland. Those were the two guys that I really loved watching. I fucking I hate Holland. Holland <laughs> is Holland's him. a beast, dude. I hate him. I hate him. I hate doesn't, him. Doesn't he have him. like forty goals? That is something. <laughs> something so stupid. I remember the. I remember there was a game he we got kicked the shit out of it was united against the city and we lost six nothing yeah and two fuckers had hat tricks against us two yeah you have two hat tricks that game that was so embarrassing but could be worse you could be you could be a tottenham fan (laughs) (laughs) no but i think the playoffs are gonna be because the east side is gonna be weird it's gonna be big like it's good for hockey but bad for i think good for the future bad for now yeah but i for the western series It'll be interesting. Yeah. I do think the Eastern Conference series will be very good, though, because I think the two teams match up against each other really well. I think, I'm kind of excited for it. I honestly. think Carolina's going to th- destroy them. I think they're going to win in five. I'm going to have a hot take. You think Florida wins? Florida in seven games. Wild. Crazy. If Florida plays like they did against Toronto, I think they could win the cup. And I never, I never would have said that when the playoffs first started. That's crazy. I think Florida, like the only thing like that's preventing me from saying Florida a little bit is because they played Boston, who was a great team, and they played Toronto, who was also a great team. Well, Toronto was a diamond in the rough for uh, very shitty teams for a long time. Like they won two more games than they normally do. So yay! But um. It's gonna be okay, but no, I think Florida has the potential to do it. Like, it's okay, we have a six-week therapy session. Yeah, but no, <laughs> no, I think I think Florida can. I think Florida can do it. I really do. It was that's me. fair. And as for the Western one, if it's gonna depend on what happens, we're still losing one nothing. But yeah, if Seattle wins, I think we lose in seven. If Dallas wins, I think they win in six. Ooh. I don't think West? we're going to have to beat Vegas, but I, I think if Dallas wins, they'll they'll beat Vegas bad. I think oh. Vegas is still slightly overrated in my mind, as good as they've been. I don't know, because, like, I, uh, 
It might be Vegas's year. I think it might. I think be they're Vegas. too arrogant. I think, I think it might be Vegas's year. I don't know, man. They've been under the radar a lot this season. They've had like the most quiet first place finish I've seen in a long time. I'll give you that, and I like it does help. Like one of the biggest winners of the trade deadline this year was Vegas with Barbashev and Holy Teddy Bluger. I don't even remember. Yeah, Bluger, I think, has been there and doing yeah. solid. But Barbashev has been like probably Barbashev. one of their best performers. Mm-hmm. Easily. I, I don't like, even think they gave up all that much to get him. I think the Oilers are going to have the pain of losing to the Cup champions again. I think it's gonna it's gonna depend. I think I think it depends. Yeah. We'll we'll know at the end of the series. I'll I think put it'll depend on goaltending. Game. Yeah, I think it'll depend on goaltending for Vegas. But do you really time, think Aiden Hill is going to get him all the way there? I don't think it matters. You think? I think Vegas's defense is good enough to to hang. That is true, and you have a they, defense. They beat the Oilers, who had the best power play in NHL history, and had like the highest scoring offense in the entire NHL, and they beat them with Aiden Hill. I will. Yeah, like, that's true. That is true. I think they can beat I, anyone. I yeah, I could see that. No, it's gonna be interesting. I would genuinely wouldn't be surprised. I really wouldn't be. Like it's it's crazy to say, but I it I would not be surprised if we had a Florida versus Florida Vegas. Vegas series. That would be crazy. And ironically, I thought Matthew Kachuk was gonna end up in Vegas when that trade was first like circling around. Like I thought Matthew Kachuk would have been like a perfect fit for Vegas. There's but... no way Vegas would have been able to do the cap gymnastics mm. to get him there. Yeah. No, the, the cap it the cap is an imaginary construct. It's a social <laughs> construct, you know. That seems like Vegas and the Lightning manipulate it. Will <laughs> oh, if you think Toronto doesn't manipulate the oh, cap, Toronto you're lying to yourself. Well, but Toronto dude, we had to play well, three the, games. Those two teams do it so crazy. Toronto had to play three games without a goalie for God's sake. Oh yeah, yeah. We had like uh, we had three games where we had an emergency fucking goalie. Who was it? I don't know. It wasn't um uh one of them two of them were Jet Alexander who, who was a University of Toronto goalie oh and my I think God. the other one was Scott Foster who played for the Blackhawks Scott no 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 I no, think no, it was no, Scott no. Foster but this season yeah <laughs> no 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 let me fact check this we, I know I he was I know he this. was an emergency backup goalie for Toronto this season it was funny as shit I saw the name and I'm like what all I see I, okay so I looked at games played. Jet Alexander is there. Yeah, I don't, the think, uh, Scott, I don't think I don't think Scott Foster. I don't think Scott Foster would uh will will show up. Yeah. Also, Seattle needs a score, man. God damn it! <sighs> if we Run lose one nothing, we lose one nothing. I'm gonna be so sad. Yeah, but that would be the story of the series. Jake Ottinger. Bails it'd be the out. story of the series. Jake Ottinger freaking bails him out. Yeah. That would it would be accurate, but. Yeah, we lose, we lose. I'm not. I'm not gonna complain too much about this season. First, first year in the playoffs, you beat a team. You beat the goddamn reigning Stanley Cup champions, dude. Oh yeah, we did. Bjorkstrand deserves a knighthood for that. I'm telling you, that third say... line is one of the nastiest in hockey. Bjorkstrand, Tolvanen, and Gord. Holy shit! That's good and enough biggest, to be some team's best, second line. And the best part is the before I wrap it up with Seattle. We yeah. only really have one priority. I think we need to take care of on our on our current roster. And that's re-signed Vince Dunn. 
I don't care what you have to do. Move heaven and hell. Through, move anything. Move every stone in the world. Keep him for God's sakes. I have do not another, let him walk. I have an I have another suggestion, and I'm gonna get really close to the mic when I say this. Oh, let's hear this. Oh, his blue snowball, baby. Get a goaltender. No, just cr- well, they're kind of screwed for right now. Yeah, but but like, get a goalie for God's sake. Get a goalie. My hope is that they could ship Grubauer after this season. Keep Drieger as a backup. Dude, get rid of fucking Martin Jones. <laughs> no, Martin Jones was on a one-year deal. He's not coming back. Oh, thank the Lord, man. That was just a one-year, like, see what happens. Dude, the other thing I want to... The other thing I want to talk about, the other thing I want to talk about um, before we wrap it up is the, did you see the Flyers um, statement they put out about the new era of Orange or something like that? I'm going to Google this. Yeah. Right gonna, now, would I find it? I think, I think I should, I think I should read it. I think I should read it aloud. Wait, is it this? I think I I think I should read it aloud for for the audience to hear. Wait wait wait. wait. Are, you, are on, you ready? Are you ready? What's it on? What's it on exactly? Uh, it, it's about um their new president of hockey ops, Keith Jones. For God's okay, sake, I'm on the wrong one then. And Daniel Breer. No, it starts. I'll just read it. I'll just read it. Yeah, do 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 it. The Philadelphia Flyers organization was built on was built on relentless ambition and loyalty to the city. When you're playing for Philadelphia, you're playing to win and you're giving it your all. That's the bottom line because when you represent the city, nothing less is acceptable. That extends beyond the ice too. It's about character, sacrifice, integrity, and most importantly, resilience in every single thing we do. This sounds like a pyramid scheme already. When you don the orange and black, you're held to a specific set of standards and you're expected to show up and work your ass off. They put ass in a um in a like public a statement star? in a public st- no, they wait, said just wait. ass. It just says ass. They put that on the so public this statement. Like, is it a press conference turned into a written statement? It's a statement like about where they're going like an as an organization. Statement. It was an actual drafted statement. As as I was saying, you're expected to show up and work your ass off every single day. It's about doing things the right way. No excuses, no shortcuts. This is a new era of hockey, and we're building a new foundation for the future. New ways to work, new ways to train, and new ways to win. We have new voices, new perspectives, and new plans. But this is still Flyers hockey, so the goal remains the same. Win. Welcome to a new era of orange where we are going to get more oranger. <laughs> no, 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 that, that ending is not the last part. Was... <laughs> the, okay, thank God. Thank Christ. Uh, I'm gonna get right, I'm gonna Dude. lift up my mic and I'm gonna, I'm gonna say it like this. All right, <laughs> what the fuck is that statement? All right, okay, that, number one. You put a swear word in a press release. I've I've talked with three different. Pre- I've talked with, I've talked with a, t- a teacher in sports journalism. I talked <laughs> with a teacher in sports journalism. I have talked with two people in the PR world. 
You you do not put fucking cuss words in a written press release that goes out to the public. You don't. You don't. You don't. You don't. You don't. <laughs> Second, yeah. it's just a bunch of nothing. It oh is literally God. a bunch of nothing. What? It, it's literally, dude. Oh I. Oh my God. Flyers fans deserve Flyers fans deserve so much better than what they're getting. It's it's absolutely insane to me. Like Philly, all of Philly's teams are so much better than the Flyers. Like I, I and my thing is, I don't think the Flyers fix is gonna be in one go. I don't. Like screwed. I, they have some of the worst contracts in the league. Yeah, you have freaking Ryan Ellis. Who, who's never gonna play again? Play? You have Cam Atkinson, who's never gonna play again. Yeah, Kevin Hayes, who's a freaking disaster. Uh, do I even need to bring up the one of the worst contracts in the league? You know who I'm talking about. <laughs> why, don't you, why don't you say the name? Why don't you say the name of loud, loud and proud of the class? The, the thing is, there are, there are a bunch of them that like I could easily get this question. You wrong. know the obvious one. You know who it is. It's obvious as hell. Is they it Nick? Traded oh for no, him. it's Rasmus Ristolainen. Yes, thank yeah. God. I was going to say him or Nick Oh, no, the Deloria one is pretty bad as well, but that one was really stupid. But, no, Rasmus, bro, they traded assets to get him a first, a second, and Robert Hag, who actually saw, like, for the the, um, the Sabres, and he's going to get better. And then extended him to a five-year deal, and Rasmus Ristolainen had no goals until, like, game 29. Yeah. And I think, like, what the Flyers were, like, what they needed to bank on was winning the draft lottery and like the good news for them is like this draft is really deep but at the same time like i don't know where they go i don't know where they go from here because it's not like they can just move out those deals and buy people out like having chuck fletcher as their gm for as long as they did oh it it fucked them over for so long because they had ron hextall before him who managed to end the Penguins postseason streak, which like you have to try to do that, like that's so bad. You had Ron Mr. Hextall, trade who was Grayling. shit. Ron Hextall, who was like objectively Awful. shit, Horrendous. and then Chuck Fletcher, who signed two of the worst contracts in NHL history before coming to the Flyers, and then signs another really terrible contract. Also, like it's a ton of contracts. Was Ron Hextall the one who signed Kevin Hazer? Was that Fletcher? I think it was Fletcher. Fletcher I think it was signed Fletcher three, who signed him by a seven by seven. Got awful. Wait, let me let me count this up in my head. Make sure I'm not being an idiot. Yeah. There's Rasmus. Yep. There's Kevin Hayes. Yep. There's Delorier. Yep. And then there's right, and then it's trading for Ryan Ellis. So technically, he's got four bad contracts sitting on his head. Yeah. All of which are pretty much unmovable. And instead of trying to develop our prospects, let's hire noted offense killer John Tortorella. And then bring in Tony D'Angelo. Tony D'Angelo's contract is pretty bad too. That one's gonna be pretty bad as well. But that yeah. one's at least probably movable because a lot of teams it's movable. Like it's movable. But like, like, I, yeah, I, I guess know. you can count that as well. That's five. Because like JVR, my thing, JVR, that's six. The, yeah, my thing with the Flyers, it's nice. very different from the Leafs because the Leafs fix is like it's right there in front of you. Like you can piece it together. Like you can make a couple of moves if you wanted to, and like there would be a fix. The Flyers thing, I genuinely don't know where they go. I don't know. Or a hopeless chasm. Like, I don't know. 
Like it's going to take forever to get this team back on track. Like it's going to take forever, and it sucks. If I was like the yeah, anyway, keep going, Marty. Ho- like I was just gonna say, hockey is more fun when like a couple of teams are good. It's more fun when the Flyers are good, and the Penguins are good because that rivalry is great. The Caps are good because those three rivalries are great. The, the Red Rangers Wings are well. good. The Rangers, like, it, like the Flyers being as bad as they've been for this long, it, it's just a shame. It really is because that market is so good. Like the fan, the fans are passionate. Like it, you every can't have more Philly crazy fans in Philly, every Philly team's fan base, it just so passionate about their team and like the fact yeah, that people, psycho. they're becoming <laughs> yeah, they're becoming apathetic towards arguably the most popular team in the city. Like it's crazy. Ooh, that's a hot take, dude. During uh, during hockey season, when the Flyers are good, man, you like that city. You see nothing but Flyers gear. It's crazy. The Flyers wow. are the Flyers are super popular in that city. Hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. I guess if I were to say this to end it, like the, the if I were to pick five organizations that I would not want to go right now and have to manage. I'll say these penguins. Yeah. I'll say that flames. Yeah. I, I could not, I could not, I would not know what to do with that organization right now. Draft. Well, that's, that's not about... going to save you. Not what they are. There's no way. It's really the only thing they can do. Yeah. They're screwed that they're going to be, have that deal hang over their heads is unless Huberto finds a way to figure it out. Yeah. Um, those two, uh, Goats because Arizona the organization is just dumpster fire. Yeah, a complete dumpster fire. Dumpster fire. Sell the team. Uh, you play in a college arena. You fucking suck. And that's before I even said the Flyers. Yeah, that's four. And if I were to say five, five might be a bit suggestive, but actually, you know, it's not the Sharks. Yeah, that's the tough one. I think the Sharks, though. They're, they're going to be stuck at fourth... with bad contracts for another three years, I'd say. My thing with the Sharks, you're sitting at fourth overall, right? In the draft. Mm-hmm. Matt Vay-Mitchkov is going to slip to four. He's likely going to slip to four. It's definitely possible, yeah. It's a guy they've been comparing to Ovechkin for years now. I pick him. You wait, you wait a little bit, wait for a couple of the bad contracts to go to leave. I think I think if they pit if if they get Mitchkov, they're in good shape. Yeah. I think if they are if they're gonna have any chance, I'd say this. Shop. Uh shop either Couture or, or Carlson while you can. Yeah. yeah. And then find some way to buy out Mark Edward Vlasic at some point. My problem is the time to trade Eric Carlson was, was this <laughs> the trade deadline. This year. Yep. I'm surprised no one wanted it. That was insane to me. Oh, people did. The Sharks just wanted a King's Ransom for him. Oh, so they're stupid. Okay, nice. Yeah, so like, you have an $11 million contract that you want a King's Ransom for. Idiots. Nice. <laughs> Idiots. But it's going to be interesting as we cover as we finish covering the third round and the, yeah. uh, the Stanley Cup and then the free agency. Even though it's going to be probably the weakest round of free agency in like four or five years. Yeah, 
we gonna make a lot of teams coverage. A lot of teams are at a crossroads right now, and that's why I think the offseason is going to be very interesting. If it's get this might be the most trade heavy offseason yet. Oh, I think it will be. I think it will be because like think about how many teams are at crossroads: the the Canucks, the Preds, the Flames, the Flyers, the Leafs, the Penguins, the freaking Caps. The set actually no, the Sens and Sabers are also in a crossroad because they're so the s- Oilers, the Oilers, the Red Wings. Yeah, I'd even throw the Islanders in there. Shit. I would throw the Islanders in there too. I actually know I'll throw one more team in there. The Rangers. Ooh, Agreed. Boy. I think Lafreniere and Capocaco are as good as gone. I think it's a possibility. So yeah. it's gonna be very interesting. Yeah, I do uh... too. Anything else? No, I think that's a good place to wrap up. Uh, what's the there. score in? Uh, is it still one nothing? Crying. He's still one nothing. All right. Well, one nothing. Hopefully they. Nothing. Hopefully they pull it out for you. We'll see. Freaking lose one nothing. It's gonna make me so I, mad. I, I hope not. I hope not. But um, yeah, I think it's a good place to wrap it up. So thank you guys sure. for tuning in this week. Um, I know the title was nuclear. Uh. I was trying not to be too harsh because, like, I don't want... My thing is, like, I, I get, like, I'm a Leafs fan, everything like that. I don't want this show to be, like, purely about Toronto. Like, that's not yeah. what I'm trying to do. Um, It was more just, like, they got to do something, whether or not it's blow it up, like everyone is saying. Like, well, we'll see. I mean... We love the clickbait. Yeah. No, <laughs> it's not even really click. It's not even really clickbait. Like, I don't know. No, but, I'm, um, just, I'm just messing with you. Yeah. But uh, thank you guys for tuning in this week. We appreciate it. Um, We'll see you next week. Take care. Have a good week. If your team's still in the playoffs, which I don't know if any of you guys watching are, if Seattle pulls it out, maybe. (laughs) Good luck to you guys if you're still in the playoffs. Um, Other than that, have a good week, everyone. We'll see you next time.